0: My name is Allison McClellan, I'm a medical student at the University of Central Florida College of Medicine. I've gotten to meet a lot of great physicians, and the interactions that I've had with these people have gotten me thinking, what is their life like? How did they choose their specialty? What kind of training did they have to have in order to get where they are today? What does their day-to-day life look like as an attending physician? What lessons do they have to share with me and with other medical students? So today I'm going to introduce you to one of these doctors. That way you can hear their answers to some of these questions and hear what they have to say. I'm Shilpa Gurnorkar. Um I'm a pediatric endocrinologist at Nemours Children's
1: Hospital. I actually was born and raised in India, and that's where most of my family still is. I actually went to med school in India and i did my residency in new york and i did my fellowship following that in miami and now I'm here in Orlando, so as you can see, I love the tropics. <laughs> the common diagnosis that a pediatric endocrinologist and and also our group takes care of is type one diabetes, uh, which is juvenile diabetes, type two diabetes as well in children, short stature, growth problems, uh, puberty problems, whether early or late, thyroid problems, uh, you know underworking, overactive thyroid. We also take care of adrenal problems, blood sugar problems, hypoglycemia, certain other rare conditions would be disorders of sexual differentiation, and so forth. How did you end up in endocrinology? Well, first of all, I'm going to start with how I ended up in medical school. It's going to start off very cliche and then end differently, but I actually come from a family of doctors. My grandfather was a doctor, my uncles, my dad, and, and wonderful doctors in a way that very complete, I think, uh, not just in terms of what they're doing well but I think they truly uh, care about their patients and that's what inspired me from the time I was little and actually you know when I was thinking about going to medical school my my father said to me it's going to be a very long journey are you sure you want to do this because you want to do it right and I said yes I do and uh, and then that's how I get got into medical school pediatrics you know I love children I have a big family extended family and so a lot of children at home I've seen uh, from the time I was little cousins to nieces, nephews. So I've always been very fond of children. That's one side of why I chose pediatrics. The other side to it is I think it's very challenging because you take care of little babies to almost adults. And so you see that whole evolution. And um, I think it's also very exciting as well as challenging. Endocrinology, you know, as unbelievable as it may sound, it is actually really one case <laughs> of, of DKA. So DKA is uh, diabetic ketoacidosis. It's a complex of diabetes well i was a medical student then but during my rotation in the icu i i met this 7 year old boy with type 1 diabetes who had very little access to healthcare who, um, who was brought in in DKA? He was uh, very, very sick. He was intubated, um, and I worked with him all night and all day till he was conscious again. And, and I was very surprised how a um, you know something that could be so easily taken care of with insulin and and should not have reached this point. And so I said, you know, I'm going to help children prevent complications like this. What do you to kids? I think everything together. It is very challenging to work with them. I will not deny that. And, you know, you may see uh, six patients one morning right from newborn to 18 years old, and the approach to every child is very different. But that's what I find very challenging and very fascinating. And and I think they just keep you active all the time. They keep you young at heart, and, and that's what I love about it.
0: Medicine is one of those things that it comes with its own language. It comes with its own set of terminology and things that when you're first coming into it, and especially as a patient, or a parent, it can be kind of confusing and scary. So how do you go about bridging that gap between, you know, what you know and what you're an expert in and then making it so your patients kind of understand what you're doing?
1: I think that's a wonderful question. And I think that's what I work on every day to to improve myself and and keep getting better to the point that you know, I get perfect at that. But for a parent or a grandparent or any caregiver for a chi- of a child, you know, I think the anxiety is much more when your child has a problem than when you yourself have a problem. And we see that every day. It does make it even more difficult when you don't understand what actually is happening to your child. So I avoid using uh, medical jargons with, with parents. I try to explain everything in the words that they understand. And I think the Nemours, you know, family approach really helps me with that where I'm able to spend time with the family and explain to them what exactly is happening um, so they feel more comfortable. It uh, certainly may not take the condition away, but I think if it helps the parents understand what exactly is happening with their child, it, it also helps with management
0: of the condition better. Someone actually mentioned to me that how they deal with patients was actually influenced by things they saw in their training and then people that they dealt with during their training. What was your training like for you? So
1: I did my pediatric training in in Brooklyn, uh, New York, in a very, very busy hospital. And so, you know, in in different scenarios, for example, the emergency room, there's not much time uh, and there is a lot of anxiety. In a way, I think those situations also help me because then you try to uh, learn how you can actually help the family in in a short period of time, how you can relieve their anxiety in a short period of time. And, and now it's different because now, you know, I'm only in outpatient, mostly outpatient medicine. But that really helps with that, you know, with that skill. I think my mentors have played a great role. I've been very fortunate to have wonderful mentors. They still are my mentors. They will be. I have several mentors, and I try to take uh, different qualities of theirs that I really am fond of and, and put them together um, so I can use, you know, those qualities in my life as well. My mentor from Fellowship, he has been a great influence in my career he i talk to him almost you know every month we talk about patients how to deal with certain situations uh, not just medical but several other other challenges.
0: My kind of definition of what I thought was a good doctor has changed. The more I've been in the medical field, the more I've experienced things. I used to think it was just someone who knew everything and everyone just respected them and thought they were awesome and got it and got the job done. And so while I still, I still agree with some of that, you know, it's changing and I see things that I think are important are like teamwork and, you know, your ability to work under pressure and things like that. What kind of qualities do you see that make a good physician? I think
1: a little bit of all of that is true.
0: <laughs> one might think
1: great training is what is more important. Another one might say oh, great training is one thing, but keeping up to date with research is important. A third person might say all that is fine, but in the real world, when you actually um, start seeing patients, your compassion towards patients is more important. Well, I think it's, it's a combination of all everything together you know one may have uh, certain qualities uh, some of these and they may still be a great doctor and you know it's i think it's several things that make uh, somebody a good doctor and, and you know i think a little bit of everything is important to uh, to differentiate between a just a good doctor and a top doctor.
0: What do you do when you have parents that come in that are really scared about having their kids be here? Is there is there anything special that you do for them or is it more, you know, like this is how I see my patients and it kind of works for everybody or do you have to tailor it for different
1: situations? No, I don't think it works for everybody. Absolutely not, especially not in pediatrics. Parents have different levels of anxiety, and I think what I try to do when is to um, tailor that to every every patient. I listen to the parents first and try to assess what is going on in their minds, and, and then see what is the best approach for them. You know, Some parents just need more counseling, they just need more time to be spent and, and everything explained to them and that just calms them down. Others may need a little extra help or they uh, just need to see their child get better and that makes them feel better. So I think with time, you under- start understanding that a little sooner, But but I think the most important thing is spending time with the family. Uh, letting them speak and then understanding what exactly their anxiety. So that can be helped.
0: Having a family, you know, that's that's really in medicine, did that kind of change how you looked at things? Or, I mean, you mentioned your father said, you know, hey, this is pretty hard. Are you sure you want to do this? And you still wanted to do it anyways. What was that like kind of growing up with a history of family in medicine? You know, even to
1: date, and everybody's still practicing, so even to date, they are—they still inspire me every day. I think they are a big reason why, you know, I kept going, and it was good that I was prepared that it's going to be hard, that, <laughs> you know, I wasn't surprised halfway through, thinking what is all this going on? But I don't know what it is like to be any other way, because that is my family, and I've, you know, I have many physicians um, in the family, and so, I you know, growing up, I've seen every side of it. I have seen how much they have worked hard um, and and how uh, sometimes they had very little time to spend with their families. And then on the other hand, I've also seen um, how that work was also appreciated and, and, you know, how they are also involved in a lot of service work. And that has always been my goal is to be like, like the doctors in my family.
0: Is there something that you wish that your patients or your family members knew about you that would put them at ease or is there something that you you wish that they knew about you before they came to visit you that you think would help them
1: i think the information that families get and this is even me thinking of it as a patient myself if i'm when i'm trying to find a doctor for myself i just go by what is what is available there, you know, Google the doctor, go to the website of the hospital and see where they trained and, and you know, maybe how many papers they have written and things like that. All that is important. You know, I do agree it's very important. But what I think families don't know, that that they do not find information, is is what I feel is important in my practice, is time that is, that is to be given to families, is to actually put yourself on the other side and think of it from a mother's point of view. And, you know, not just say, oh, this mother's just very anxious, but try to understand why she's anxious. Like they say, you know, treat every child as if they were your own. And I truly believe in that.